Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Stephen Gallagher from sportsfreak.co.nz is with us to talk rugby league. G'day, Stephen. How you doing? I'm good, thank you, Ricardo. And how are you? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Even better that my Eels are in the grand final for the first time since 2009. Yeah, I hope you're wearing uh, blue and gold all week, mate. Well, I'm I'm wearing black at the moment. Uh, Hopefully that's not a sign (laughs) of things to come. No, I hope not. I hope not. But um, I, th- I thought maybe you'd, you know, paint your face or just get really into it and, you know, lighten up the office while you're there. Well, I, I will have to break out the jersey later in the week. I'm producing Smithy Thursday and Friday, so uh, no doubt he'll he'll he'll, he'll be wearing it uh, as well uh, when we get towards the end of the week, mate. But, I mean, those two semi-finals on the weekend or preliminary finals on the weekend, uh, some good footy played in them, but some controversial uh, moments as well. I mean, that first para try, even I looked at it waited for the whistle to go, and I was like, oh, they're letting that go. All right, I'll take that. Yeah, I... Um... Uh, my my dad called me on Saturday and he said, what did you think about that first pass that led to the try? And I said, I didn't realise that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were in the NRL final. <laughs> I, I did. It was funny because I did breakfast with Kempe yesterday and he actually said, if you look at it on slow-mo, it actually looks like a flat pass on slow-mo. It was just because of the spinning motion live, it looked worse than it was. And I was like, all right, bro, I'll, ta- I'll take your word for that. I'll take your word for it. I see that Bossy uh, spoke with Mitchell Moses earlier today and he really tried to get Mitch to say that it was a forward pass, but um, Mitchell Moses was as stern as ever. He played, didn't play any cards and he said, no, no, the pass went backwards. Yeah, the pass went backwards, mate. Pass, what are you talking about? Pass went backwards. Uh, yeah, I mean, there, 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 there were a few things. I think the referee tried to even that up because I think when the Cowboys scored their first try off that bomb, the ball was definitely knocked on off a Cowboy off that bomb, but he tried to say it went backwards off a Parramatta player and I'm like, bro, who are you kidding? Who are you kidding? So I think it kind of the, that kind of evened itself out. But, mate, a, a, a great game of footy, and I thought, to be honest, that we were done. Uh, about 10 minutes into the second half, the Cowboys have been a team. I think they've scored more points in the last 20 minutes than any other team in the league throughout the season. And we just didn't look like we had anything left in the tank. So I don't know how we got out of that, but but we did. And I, Sean Lane and Regan Campbell-Gillard were absolutely immense they uh, definitely set a, a really high platform for uh, the rest of the Fords to sort of lead up to. And just, just the way the RCG's been punching holes through the middle and the way that Sean Lane has just been... Like, that's probably the best game I've ever seen him play. He was just everywhere. I feel like um, between him and RCG, they definitely dominated. And they're, they're probably... I know that Mitchell Moses had a, had a really strong game and so did Clint Gutherson at the back on defence especially, but... Those two up front were just phenomenal, and I think that's really what got Parramatta home in the end. Yeah, I mean, they were. I've got to say, I thought, I was really surprised that Jason Tamalolo went off when he went off in that second half. Um, you know, it didn't end up being off for very long, but 
I wondered if he was carrying an injury because Regan Campbell-Gillard for that first try, he ran th- straight through uh, Tamalolo's shoulder and barely, barely sort of slowed him down. Yeah, we don't really see that from Tamalolo a lot either. And um, and uh, and then obviously uh, a little a little while later, he spent ten minutes in the bin as well, and um, that'll set Tonga back a little bit in the World Cup. But um, he yeah, he looked a little bit off to me. He definitely wasn't the the Tamalolo we've seen in the past sort of couple of months. But the good thing about that Cowboys team, and and although they didn't get the result on the weekend, is that they've just They've been a committed team all the year. You can see the way that they play is always for each other, and it's just something I really admired about this Cowboys campaign in 2022. Yeah, well, um, I mean, the other thing I, I guess that we you need to look at there is you know the way that Para uh, came is how much they've got left in the tank to go up against the Panthers. They do, I suppose, have an extra day's rest, but I mean, the Panthers were they started you know 12 nil down against the Rabbitohs, and I thought, here we go. You know, the Latrell Mitchell effect is taking effect, but no, they, they hit five tries in a row uh, on the way back, and, and they look pretty unstoppable at the moment, the Panthers. It's, you know, it's it's pretty phenomenal just what they've set up out west. You know, you've over the last week, we've seen them win the under-19s, the under-21s in reserve grade, right? And this is a phenomenal feat for a club in in the heartland of rugby league out in Western Sydney. And it's testament to what they've done. And I know everyone sort of joked about that Phil Gould five-year plan and they're like, it may have taken another five years from there, but you can't tell me that they're not reaping the rewards of absolute success that they've set down many, many years ago. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, you go back to, I think it was 2007, they got the wooden spoon and that's kind of when Phil Gould came in and started to clean house and and put everything in in, in order. So, um, yeah, certainly paying dividends. A question for you, though. Um, Filiami Kickhouse shoulder charge, super late, uh, an illegal move. How is that only a fine? Uh, It's only a fine because there's an NRL grand final to be played this weekend. I pose another question to you. Do you think that Taumalolo, if the Cowboys won last week, do you think that he'd be serving a suspension this week? No, he would have got a fine like Kickhouse, mate. I was actually I was leading into that, but you, yep. you beat me to it. I'm, you're a hundred percent right, hundred percent right. Uh, look, it's you know, and it's it's a different game when it comes to the grand final, and and you know what what Isaac Luke missed out in 2014 is only a fine now. So you know we're sort of setting a different precedent, which is look, I think from a fan perspective, you want the best players in the biggest game of the of the year, and I think. Um, there's already been so much controversy about Taylor May's suspension for next year, and obviously he's already going to miss out in the grand final due to a hamstring injury. But um, you know, like the NRL's kind of setting themselves up for a little bit of a slippery slope at the moment. I'm not sure where they're going with it or, or how they're going to navigate this come the future. You know, someone else gets uh, in a similar situation like Tamalolo or Kikau, and how they're going to navigate that and how they're going to avoid them missing a big game or, or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's. I know that the the Tongan fans are, are spewing about it, and they've certainly suggested that uh, if he was Australian, it wouldn't have happened either. I just worry now for James Fisher Harris, regardless of whatever happens in the grand final. They've already rubbed out uh, JWH for a couple of games at the World Cup. What 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 chance they find something to to, to hit him with as well? It very much reminds me of those uh, early to mid two thousands when there's a week before the Anzac Test and. Um, someone like Ruben Wicky would put an innocuous hit on someone and then our judiciary would find a way to rub the best Kiwi players out of that test match. Yeah, yeah, they they have 
They have previous, <laughs> as they say, Stephen. They have previous. Uh, interesting yeah. from um, Parramatta going into this weekend. Uh, it was alluded to by Pete Fairburn earlier that Nathan Brown, who obviously is on Brad Arthur's Christmas card list and hasn't featured a lot this season, all of a sudden he's been named in uh, in the 14 jersey and Bryce Cartwright's out of the uh, interchange. Yeah, it's really interesting, that tactic from Brad Arthur, because, well, they've kind of gone away a little bit of, of what they've been so successful at. And obviously you've showed that they don't really need Nathan Brown and all of a sudden he's been recalled for the, the biggest match in um, Parramatta's, you know, season or the last 10, 12 years. It's, well, he must be, he, I don't know if he's just, he's just been, uh, uh, you know, given Brad Arthur some, some, foot, some foot rubs or, or whether he's been, um, you know, giving him a little uh, present every day at, at training. But it's very bizarre to see Nathan Brown come back. I mean, he's a great enforcer and he's going to add a lot of venom off that bench. Um, but, yeah, it's just a little bit interesting to see someone who hasn't featured in their last six or seven games to all of a sudden get called up into the grand final. Mm, yeah, now, um, so, yeah, Bryce Cartwright and uh, Makatoa both drop out of the interchange bench. Nia Corey is still there, although Nia Corey was named on the interchange bench last week and started at 13 and Ryan Madison came off the bench. So uh, what do you think is going to happen there? Yeah, look, I think the same thing will happen again. I think we've seen Ryan Madison's impact off the bench. Um, last week, uh, you know, he just he set up a, a great try with some really deft touch with his hands, and he seems to be doing better off the bench, you know, and there's, it's almost a little bit like this Mitch Kenny starting at nine and Apisai Coruscant coming off the bench. They've sort of tinkered with it so much that that's just how they're going to roll with it, and I think Parramatta will just do the exact same because it's worked from them over the last sort of two or three months. What about the, uh, those uh, forward packs? So, you know, Parramatta, this is a team they've named. The forward pack they've named is Regan Campbell, Gillard, Reed Marnie, Junior Paulo, Sean Lane, Isaiah Papali, Ryan Madison to go head-to-head with Moses Leota, Apisai Kotasau, James Fisher-Harris, Viliami Kikau, Liam Martin and Isaiah Yo. Uh, on paper, there's not a lot between those two packs, I wouldn't have thought. No, I don't think there's a lot between them either. Look, there's um, if you plenty of represent uh, representative players in there. You know, uh, Papali'i and and Paulo will definitely uh, feature in the World Cup. I think Regan Campbell Gillard's got a great opportunity too. I think he played for Fiji many a moon ago, so he might get called up to them if he doesn't make the Australian squad. But Leota and Harris, um, they're probably the best one-two punch combo you can get starting props in the, in the game right now. Fisher Harris is just unbelievable. Um, Whenever I watch him play, you know he's just—he's definitely the alpha of of the forward pack. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't do—you know—he doesn't do anything wrong. He's just always in there d- delivering, just with his actions. And and then you got someone out the back like Isaiah Yao, and just—he's—he's he's almost been one of the biggest success stories in the NRL. He's just a hardworking country boy from Dubbo, and he's just toiled away, toiled away, and now all of a sudden he's like the best 13 in the world, and it's just sort of come from nowhere. And and his form is really showing to sort of. Uh, eclipse what uh, what Penrith have been doing over the last few years, you know, just growing and getting better and getting stronger, and and I think he's a, a real stalwart of that pack. Uh, for the back line, uh, Penrith have named Dylan Edwards at fullback, Charlie Staines and Brian Tohu on the wings, Isaac Targo and Stephen Crichton in the centres, and then Jerome Luai and Nathan Cleary in the halves. For Para, it's Clint Gutherson at fullback, Seaton, Mike Acevo, and Wanga Blake on the wings. Will Penasini and Bailey Simonson in the centres. Dylan Brown, Mitchell Moses are the halves there as well. I mean, 
once again, looks pretty pretty close. Uh, would you say that Nathan Cleary just edges Mitch Moses? Yeah, I think, um, you know, Cleary had five weeks to prepare for the finals, and, and he's done just that. And he's really taken this final series by, by the scruff of the neck. And, look, I know Mitch Moses... Um, he had a pretty pretty big week last week with the, the death of the death of his grandmother and the birth of his child in, in the space of seven days and he's just battling away as well. He's phenomenal and, and Dylan Brown is a show in for the six in the New Zealand jersey. Uh Luai just him and him and Cleary just feed off each other so well. Massive um a shout out too to, you know, to Charlie Staines to get in there through injury and the same with Bailey Simonson as well. Um both those two players um last week in, in that preliminary grand and grand final um qualifier they they stepped up for their respective sides and um they get to play in the grand final because of it but um i really like dylan edwards he's fantastic to watch um gutherson is just he's, he's pure Parramatta. he loves the club everything he does for Parramatta is just fantastic um those two are very similar in style you know they don't don't get the massive accolades, but they work so well for their size, and you couldn't really see them playing for it anywhere else, or you couldn't see anyone else filling those jerseys for that side. No, I mean, is so clearly, I don't think he's as good ball in hand as Moses, but his tactical kicking uh, and the way he steers his team around the park are just superb. His option taking is very, very good, and that's probably something he has over Moses. Of course, we saw Moses uh, last weekend uh, put two kicks out of play on the full, which is very un-Mitchell Moses. Mm. And I think, you know, like uh, Nathan Cleary's 24 years old and I think Mitchell Moses is 28, right? And we've got uh, Nathan Cleary has won three Origin Series. He's won, you know, he's been to, this will be his third NRL Grand Final and he could play for another 10 years. And you think about where he's at now, like he's shades above where Cronk was at the same time. He's He's definitely, you know, better than Thurston was at his age and it's just phenomenal to watch him go to work. Like I'm just in awe of just how well uh, balanced Nathan Cleary's game is, and this the way he can kick teams to death is just like you just got to you just got to respect that. It. It's just it's so incredible to watch. Yeah, very good player, very good player indeed. So who have you got, mate? Who have you got come Grand Final day on Sunday? Yeah, look, it's hard to look past Penrith to go back to back. They've just really upped their game when it comes to the finals. You know, they they started slow in both those games against Parramatta in round one of the finals, and then they started slow against South Sydney last week. But um, they just come home with a wet sail. They, they, they haven't looked panicked in any of those two performances in the finals. And, look, they, you know, to me, they haven't even got out of second or third gear. And you know, teams are struggling to put them away. And whatever Parramatta do this week, they just have to shut Nathan Cleary down. That's, that's it. That's all they have to do. If I'm... If I'm Brad Arthur, I'm sending out tactics of, like, just rough him up. Like, you know, just get in there, hit him when he's when he's kicking the ball, doing everything he can to throw him off his game, because that's what Queensland have done successfully in origin, and they've got away with it. I just think Penrith are just a little bit too clever, a little bit too classy to for for Parramatta, and I know that, that hurts to, to say that for you, Ricardo, but... Um, Look, I'll be there too on Sunday, which I'm very much looking forward to. I just, I just think it's going to be a great game, and it's great for the great for NRL as well with two, you know, Western Sydney teams going at it. But look, I'll say, I'll say Penrith by eight. Penrith by eight. All right, mate. What colour jersey are you going to be wearing at the uh, grand final? 
Yeah, look, I'm 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 tossing up between my uh, my Denon Kent bloke in a bar jersey and my uh, Illawarra Steelers, but I'm probably leaning towards the Illawarra Steelers. I think. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Fair. All right, mate. I'm slightly jealous to be fair that you're going to be there. Uh, but 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 nicely played, nicely played. Uh, what about the uh, NRLW Grand Final? Um, the Eels are in that as well. Gail Broughton, of course, former New Zealand Sevens player, playing fullback for them up against uh, the Newcastle Knights. Yeah, it's been um, a meteoric rise for Newcastle. I'm pretty sure they they finished the last season last, and all of a sudden they've um, they've come on in leaps and bounds this year. Look, I think off the off the front foot, you know, they've got um, Millie Boyle and Caitlin Johnson up front. They're fantastic. They lay such a good platform. Um, Jessie Southwell as well, their halfback, she's 17 years old. You know, she just spent time with the Aussie women's uh, seven side over in the over in the Olympics. But, um, look, this Parramatta side, they've shown that they're a, a good team. You know, they've got um, Vanessa Foliaki in the second row. She's fantastic to watch. Ash Quinlan and Taylor Preston. They're not fancy halves, but they've definitely been getting the job done. But yeah, I've actually been impressed just how how well Gail Broughton sort of grown in every game in the fullback jersey for Parramatta. Yeah, I, I just uh, I really want there to be a Caitlin Moore in Cam if they do a, a minute silence uh, before that grand final. <laughs> yeah, look, like you know, maybe she might have a little bit of something written on her strapping on the wrist or something like that, but. Um, yeah, that, that's an interesting one from her, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Caitlin Moore, if, you, uh, <laughs> if you're unaware of what what happened there, she uh, certainly, uh, let's say, she didn't mourn the passing of the Queen. Uh, let's just put it that way, shall we, shall we, Stephen? Yeah, that's probably putting it lightly, and that's probably the, the PG radio version. So, um, you know, she, co- she copped uh, suspension, didn't she, for that as well? So, or... Uh, uh, there was monetary or she missed a game or something like that. But, yeah, um, she missed a game yeah, and, yeah. and she has to do a complete a social media training course, otherwise she forfeits 25% of her salary from this year. Yeah, and you think about some of the things that our uh, NRL men's players get or don't get away with. Um, what what Caitlin put up on, on Instagram was pretty much nothing to me, but um, yeah. hey, I'm, I'm not in charge of the game. No, 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 mate. Well, hey, listen, thanks for coming on, mate. Really appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the trip when you fly out. Uh, first thing Saturday, mate, and I'm there for a week, so um, I'll, I'll definitely make the most of it when I'm over there. Too good, mate, too good. And uh, when is your grand final preview up on sportsfreak.co.nz? Uh, we'll have that up uh, by Saturday, so you've got the weekend to read it. Um, share it out with your mates while you're sitting around waiting for the grand final to kick off on Sunday. Yeah, look forward to it, mate. Look forward to it. Keep up the good work and enjoy your trip uh, to uh, the uh, grand, the grand final. And I'm sure on the way to the stadium, you'll be able to pick up something, a fetching-looking uh, blue and yellow jersey somewhere, I'm sure. Look, um, I'm, I'm sure they're already sold out at Peter Wins, but um, it'll be going off in the West regardless. You're not wrong, mate. You're not wrong. Go well. Stephen Gallagher, uh, Gallagher there with us uh, talking rugby league.